Hi, it's Glenn McQueenie, and thanks for joining me today on 20 Minutes of Insider Secrets of Successful Niches. Today's guest is Monty Burris. Monty Burris is currently ranked in the top 1% of all realtors on the Toronto Real Estate but it wasn't always that way. In fact, only just a few years ago, he was working as a generalist buyer agent for another team running anywhere around the city of Toronto to try to get a deal. He finally woke up one day and said, you know what, I think the future is becoming a super hyper local neighborhood specialist. And what he's done since over the last just two or three years has learned, first of all, that he can make a great living right outside his front door and moved from this just general buyer specialist to this super hyper local niche specialist. And then what he's done is he's then built a team of seven additional neighborhood specialists that surround his first territory. And he's going to share with us how he did that today and how you, by going into a hyper niche market, can start becoming the the celebrity specialist of your niche, working with higher margin clients and getting leads to come to you instead of you chasing them because your perceived value in the marketplace is just so much higher. And at the end, he starts talking about how he's built this predictable model and system and running it out of a central database so that every single one of the customers that comes through any of those eight neighborhood specialists have the same predictable, unique experience. We'll also share how he's just added an income property specialist and a condo specialist to complement his team. So sit back and enjoy 20 minutes of insider secrets of successful niches. Hello, this is Glenn McQueenie, and thanks again for joining me on my success series podcast. Today is a great day. We have Monty Burris from the Trust Realty Group. Hi, Monty. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Glenn. Well, thank you. I know you're a busy guy, and I really just appreciate you taking some time to share your wisdom um, with our listeners on this podcast. So let me just um, give everyone a quick bio of uh, Monty. Uh, Monty, uh, in the words, as Monty says, of his grandpa, every day above ground is a good day. And I think Monty really epitomizes that because he's uh, just uh, always waking up every day with a smile on his face because he's doing what he does um, with people who he loves to do it in his niche market. And Monty got into the um, business and what he's done since then, and I'll let Monty tell a bit more about him, but he's actually done some really cool things, like not only building a great team of really niche uh, geographic specialists, but even the homes that their team sell, they, they honestly sell like almost 10 to 20% faster than anybody else. Um, and he's averaging about 13% over the asking price. So that's 113% of asking. And I think the reason why is because he's just uh, got the experience and the wisdom and his um, clients, I think, just count on his insight, like insightful, no-nonsense uh, assessments because, as you'll hear, Monty, he's like, there's no fluff with Monty. He's right to the point. Um, he started as an equity trader, um, became like a paper millionaire during the dot-com boom, and landed in the technology sales um, You know, after that big bubble burst. But I think real estate has always been your true calling, and um, so so happy to have you join us today, Monty. So, um, Monty, can you just maybe expand on what I was saying in your bio and tell us, you know, just in your own words, what your journey's been? 
Well, uh, full of ups and downs, to be honest with you, Glenn. Uh, it, it's true. This real estate is my third career. There's no question about that. I don't deny it. Every one of those was a learning curve. There's no doubt about that. And I've taken something from every one of them. Uh, I do believe in taking big bites out of life. You're absolutely right about that, correct about that, Glenn. Uh, and uh, you're also correct in that uh, real estate really is my true calling. I just took me a little while to get there. Um, and now that I'm there, uh, again, I'm, uh, I'm trying to... I'm trying to do new and, and fun and adventurous things, uh, not, always, um, not always following a straight line to get there, but hey, that's, that's the way life, uh, life works. And uh, I'm trying to build a higher level of quality of service. And you know what I found along the way, Glenn, is, is that if you do that and you make that your conviction, then you get rewarded for it. Well, you try. You, you, I think you start to attract those type of people too. Like the higher oh, your no standards question. are and values and integrity, then that's who you start attracting in your business. Yeah, and you know, when I first started in the real estate, I didn't know anything, and I didn't know what I didn't know. And uh, I started off as a generalist, and I spent seven years on a on a on a very well managed and insightful team. And uh, but I was a generalist. I was uh, the proverbial hunter, Glenn. I was. Uh, I would chase a deer down uh, one way and uh, I'd eat well for a little while, but then I would have to go miles and miles to find, uh, I don't know, a, a rabbit. And uh, I was the proverbial hunter. And after seven years of that, I thought there's got to be a better way. And, uh, and that's when I became a specialist and, and worked in, in, into a niche model. And, um, and then that's when um, uh, my big aha moment, if you will. And, uh, and I saw the light, and uh, and I realized that no, if you want to go big, you got to you got to think small to go big. <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah, it's it's true, and I love. So you were on this team, and you learned a lot, got a lot of wisdom from it, and then you said, you know what? I think I'm going to go build my own team because there was a better or a different model that you thought that you could exploit. So tell us, um, you know, just how you dis like what does your niche market look like, and how did you discover it? Sure. Uh, well, it's 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 a it's a defined area, 4,980 houses, and it's the neighborhood that I live in, and it's pretty straightforward. Uh, I I realized that uh, one thing that I felt passionate about that I wanted to share with others um, that came from kind of a true convicted true conviction uh, was the neighborhood that I lived in. I felt very, very strongly about that. And I didn't want to work all over this big city. I, we're in Toronto here and, and you know, there's 4 million people here, but I didn't need 4 million people to make my mark. I only needed a neighborhood of, of 5,000. And um, what, what I wanted to be was the best, best real estate agent in that neighborhood and provide the best quality of service and produce the best results for my neighbors. And so I set out with that goal in mind, and uh, one by one, I went and met my neighbors. And that's where it all started. And word started to, to, to get out, and uh, I, I, as I door knocked, as I met people, as I just do what we, we, we do in life, um, living my life in my neighborhood, uh, I started to um, build a brand and build a reputation around that. And uh, not only did I realize that it would work for me, but I realized that I could build a team of neighborhood specialists around this and where everybody lived where they worked and worked where they lived because that really is the, um, 
the, the neighborhood, the houses, the community that you know best. So when you're advising somebody in that, whether you're buying or you're selling, uh, you really are giving them the best possible advice. It's like that hyper-local organic wisdom that only you'll have, though, too, right? Because you know what's going on at the schools. You know what there's any developments coming on. And this is something that people can't, like, really Google, right? And I find that what I love about you is you've gone so deep. You know that neighborhood like the back of your hand and everything that's going on that, you know, your value increases exponentially in front of the client because they're like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And and he knows it. And just because you know that hyper-local organic wisdom, you're just perceived as the expert. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're perceived and you are, really. And that's the truth. And there's no... And there's no BSing your way around it. You don't have to because you know better than anybody. And you can look people in the eyes and say, I'm going to do a better job of finding you that house or selling, you, selling your house. Because quite honestly, I know more than anybody else of this, about this neighborhood. And that's the truth. It is the truth. And then I think what I love is that you did something really interesting. And when you were putting your team together, um, instead of having like a traditional real estate team, like you're my buyer agent, you're my, my listing agent, you're the rental specialist, you said, this is my neighborhood. I know High Park better than anybody. And Bloor West, I know pretty good. But if I could get someone just like me in Bloor West Village and in other neighborhoods of Toronto, then I can duplicate the success of this team. Can you see, can you tell me just a little bit about that journey? Yeah, okay. So, uh, and, and that's exactly what happened, Glenn. What I, what I realized was that, it, is that, you know, what I wanted to be was, 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 was deep, okay, and not thin. Okay, I wanted to be like a chowder instead of a thin consomme. All right, I wanted to know more than anybody else. And then what I wanted to do was I wanted to not just tell people about it, but I wanted to show people. Okay, I wanted to, them to, to, to realize, to know matter of factly that I am the best person uh, in the neighborhood. I have the most knowledge. So what I did was I took our administration and our marketing and all of the systems that go into that, and I centralized it. And I said to other agents out there who I knew, who I knew and I respected, who also had kind of come to the realization that, listen, I can, I can make a very good living. I can be, be wildly successful just, just outside of my own door. And I said, come work with me, okay? And, and all you will have to do is meet your neighbors, understand the houses that are for sale and, and, and why they sold for, for what, whatever amount they sold for or why they didn't sell for whatever amount the case may be. Meet your neighbors, understand what's happening in the marketplace in your neighborhood better than anybody else, okay? And just sell. And that's all you have to do because behind you is an infrastructure that's centralized. It's scalable. It's replicable. And we all love our neighborhoods. So it, it, it's just a matter of, of taking the same model and repeating it and repeating and repeating it over different neighborhoods. That's so cool. So what does your team look like now? Who, who's on your team and where so are they working? It's rapidly growing. So as I said, seven years is kind of a generalist where I really felt like I was floundering. And, you know, I was making a half-decent income. And, you know, it, it wasn't really just that. It's just that there just wasn't any grip, you know? It, I felt like 
you know, I felt like I just never, didn't have any traction. It was always one deal to the next, but there was never any continuity about it. All right. And then two years, I decided two years ago, almost to the date, it was September two years ago, I decided that I was going to go do my own thing. That I, I think I, I found a better mousetrap, if you will. And so I decided that I was going to be a, a, a neighborhood specialist. And, and, and then I recruited my then buyer agent. And I said, guess what? You're never going to be a buyer agent again. You're going to, you are going to be the neighborhood specialist. And if you're the best person on the team for that neighborhood, then you're the best person to buy and sell. Okay, forget this just buying. Okay, you're the best person to sell as well. You really understand better than anybody else. So why are we limited, limiting what you're doing? Okay. And, and so she came on board and she was my first agent and she's a dynamo. She's, she's an unstoppable force. And then what I, what I did was I, I, I started to systematize all of the stuff that I was already doing. Okay. So what did that mean? I mean, we do things, but we don't always make it into kind of um, a knowledge base or a repeatable, uh, a repeatable action. And I'm still in the process of doing this because I'm doing things all the time. But, you know, we, we inherently, you know, like, like putting your socks on and, and then tying your shoelaces, et cetera. But if you want to do this and you want to move from being a generalist into a neighborhood specialist, then you want to document all the things that are successful and you want to repeat them over and over and over again, okay? And so what we've done is we've systematized it all and we've centralized it and we've built a great brand around that. So today what I have is seven neighborhood specialists and one who's what I would call an asset class specialist. He just focuses on income properties. So he doesn't really have a territory per se, but he's got a type, okay? And I just brought on a condo specialist and that will make eight of us, but she's still in training and and, uh, and not quite there yet. So I've got seven neighborhood specialists. Their, their neighborhoods range in size from, I'm actually the smallest at 4,980 to as much as about 9,000 houses, okay? So 5,000 to 10,000, no more, because then you're spread too thin and you really can't, can't really truly understand it. And what they do is they, um, they meet people. Uh, and they meet their neighbors, uh, they circulate. Uh, now, some people do it by uh, phone calls, some people do it by door knocking, and some people are, have a magnetic personality where people just come to them. Lucky those people. Uh, but they meet people, and they, we have a centralized database, uh, and we, uh, uh, we basically do all of our touch points, et cetera, and all of our community events, and it's all focused around their brand. So even though we kind of have one banner, and that's the Trust Realty Group, my name, Monty Burris, only matters in my neighborhood. Okay, Glenn? It doesn't matter in the neighborhood of, say, Kathy Essary, which is Blue West Village. Her name is who should matter because she is the actual neighborhood specialist, not me. Right. Well, what I love what you've done on your model, and kudos to you for this, is not only did you pick the people who just love their neighborhoods the same way you love it, but then you gave them the freedom, um, and it wasn't a rigid system, like you must go and door knock. You must, it was like whatever your natural strengths are and unique abilities, and if you're better on the doors in your neighborhood, then that's what you should be doing. And if you're better on the phone, then that's what you should be doing. And if you're better at an open house picking up clients one after another, 
just stay in your sweet spot, stay in your strengths, and then direct it yeah. right to your target market. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of my fairly recent uh, additions to the team, uh, Juliet, for example, um, she is a walking group, okay? So she goes out there, and it's kind of a fitness thing, and she's gathered all of these neighbors out there who all go for walks together, okay? And they t- walk through their neighborhood, and their Juliet is saying, oh, look at that house. That house sold last year, and she gets to show off all of her knowledge base, and she's meeting people, but it's not a social environment, and everybody loves her, and she's building up her reputation right there in her own neighborhood. I love that. It's almost like we could create like the walking wealth group, you know, where it's like we walk, we look at houses, we build wealth and, and it's just our club and it's our thing and it's what we love to do. And, you know, everybody knows that if you're the neighbor and you're, you're, then you're, you're coming at it really from, um, from a good place, you know, you're coming at it from a place of contribution because um, you don't know how many times I've gotten stopped uh, on the on the street at the side, and they say, "Hey, um, Monty, uh, thank you very much for those um, those little lights that you gave out to all the kids." Okay, so at Halloween, I, I give out these little glow stick lights that that go onto their zippers, so all the kids can be seen on Halloween night in the dark, right? And you know, I'd much rather spend my money locally giving out something like that. Nobody ever thanked anybody for putting up a billboard, right? It's true. Well, you know, and, because, and look at you, you look at your positioning. Personality. On, yeah, well, and look at your positioning. It's like uh, I'm not doing the billboard, and I'm not doing uh, the kind of environmental massive flyer drop. I'm buying a glow stick to keep your kids safe because I know yeah. that's the most important thing to you. Absolutely, and. There's a little trust realty group on there, but you know it's coming from a good place. It's a community focused type situation. We're doing an event. We're doing an event next month, okay? Um, in my local neighborhood, okay. There's a community theater, and um, everybody knows most everybody, unless you're, you're a lot younger, knows the movie A Christmas Story. Uh, well, A Christmas Story was actually filmed in Toronto. And one of the stars of A Christmas Story, the movie, is one of my past clients, Teddy Moore. She was Miss Shields in the movie. So we've rented the movie theater. Okay, we're bringing in A Christmas Story, and we're bringing out the cast members, okay, to answer questions. And you have free admission as long as you bring an unwrapped, unused toy that will go to charity. Oh, that is amazing. It is like not only brilliant marketing, but it's just another example of, you know, something so unique that says, I care, and I'm giving this to you, right? And it's just brilliant. So what would your um, advice be to uh, another agent who's aspiring to get into a niche market, whether it be geographic, whether it be demographic um, investment properties, what would be the kind of um, advice if you were coaching them and for listeners right now, um, for someone like what's my first step or two that I should do to create a niche market? Okay. So the first thing is that I would tell anybody, anybody who's even getting into real estate is decide who you want to be when you grow up as a real estate agent. All right. What is it that you want to be? All right. And like I made this conviction at some point in time that that I wanted to be the best realtor in my neighborhood. Okay. So 
Start with what your goal is and then work backwards, all right? So make a goal, figure out what it is you want to be, and then along your path, because we all get pulled in different directions along our path, you have to ask yourself, is this taking me towards my end goal or is it taking me on a divergent path? Am I moving away from what my end goal is? Okay, so my advice to somebody would be define what it is that you want to be and then work backwards systematizing how to get there. Right. It's almost like reverse engineering it, not only from what your goal is, but who is your dream come true client? Like like, what is that person sitting or lying awake at night wondering and worried about? And if you just reverse engineer all your models and systems to solve their selfish goal, then like you've got someone, you've got a bunch of people running to you going, Hey, you get me. I want to work with you. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. And, but and then you can extend it even beyond that, Glenn, because is the marketing on target? Okay. Is your energy being spent on target? Is the, is, is this, this is really tempting. Hey, look at this. I've got a buyer, but that buyer is uh, looking, you know, a 45 minute drive away from here or half an hour drive away from here. Do I, am I better to refer it out? Okay. And, and stay focused on what my goal is, or am I better to do it myself? You know, and hey, listen, I understand everybody has bills to pay and sometimes you need to do things that you, you don't want to do um, to make a buck. I get that. I'm, and I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm not casting judgments on that. But, you know, you should always be asking these questions. Is it getting me towards where I want to go? Because that will help guide you through these important decisions you're about to make. And I would say that, that um, do it soon, do it now, and, and have conviction in how you do it. I wished I had done this a lot earlier. I really, really have. Um, since I decided to, to move my marketplace from 4 million people in Toronto to 5,000 houses, okay, I went from 4 million to, I don't even, the population's about 12,000. I went from 4 million to 12,000. My income's gone up by 400%. So the riches are in the niches. Go really narrow first, almost uh, as, as tight as you can. And then once you figure out the models and system there, then expand your team wide with like a central admin hub and or, or really run by that chief systems officer who just delivers the same kind of world-class experience to everybody in your um I guess, tribe of neighborhood specialists now. That's right. Exactly. Exactly right. And, you know, that person who's going to head up your operations should probably start off as a real estate assistant. So they're your real estate assistant for you on a single one basis. They're the ones who are going to know the, the daily routine of being a real estate, uh, of being an assistant, they, the behind the scenes, um, everything that happens, the, the minutiae. Okay, and then as you build it out, they're the ones who are going to take that, okay, and move it into a, a system rather than just a, a routine, okay, and, uh, and then how do you scale that, and then how do you replicate it, and that's exactly what we've done here. So I have a support staff of four, okay, and that support staff of four supports, at this point in time, nine agents. Well, Monty, thank you so much for this. Is there, just as we wrap up, is there anything else um, you could add? You've, had, you've added tons of value. I've learned a lot, and I hope everyone else listening has too. Um, or is there any question I didn't ask that you'd just like to add um, before we wrap it up? 
Well, I guess the only one thing that I would say is that when I started off down this path, um, I defined myself by actually two neighborhoods because I was worried I was going too small. And it took me about one, not even one year, maybe nine months before I realized that I actually had to go smaller, not bigger. Monty, you're amazing. Thank you so much for your wisdom and time. And I know um, you're, I just can't imagine where your team's going to be over the next couple of years um, as you're on this just incredible journey and path. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us today. Anytime, Glenn. Anytime. Thanks. Thank you for listening to my 20-minute podcast on insights of successful niches. My goal is to give you more financial freedom by helping you take your natural strengths to a target market of people you love to work with. You can find out more information by downloading my book for free for a limited time. The book's called The McQueenie Method, Own Your Niche, Own Your Market. And you can download it at themcqueeniemethodbook.com. That's themcqueeniemethodbook.com. Imagine what it'd be like to spend two days with me in person to help you find your niche market. I will help you take your natural strengths and unique abilities to a target market of people you love to work with. You'll build a tribe of happy clients who become raving fans of your business. So just go to the McQueenie method.com for upcoming dates. Thanks again and have a great day.